second song, The Red Baron. Now, again, I always listen to the history version, and I like it a lot for this song, but this is the one song where the history version hurts the song. Because yes. that little, uh, it's actually a Bach piece, fun fact, at the beginning of the song. It's not it. Oh, it goes right into the song, which is sweet, but like, the do 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 yeah, that's I one of the best that. parts. Yeah, but it's not the history version, which is sad. Why? Because yeah, it goes <laughs> right into it. The song is about Manfred von Richthofen. Red Baron. I mean, so yes. you have to go in about the Red Baron. He's the Red Baron. Fun fact, he only used that triplane a couple times and he hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it handled like shit. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <clears throat> the Flying Circus, that was the squadron. They say that in the song. Um, they were called that because they all get to paint their own car- or colors on their planes and they look crazy because back then it was hard to distinguish who was who. So they right. painted all kinds of crazy stuff on there. Fun fact. So they didn't know who uh, who was on the team. Exactly. Uh, Except for each other. Yep. More or less, yeah. That's why I thought it was uh, Richtofen himself, but it was actually his brother. I thought I shared a birthday with him, but it was his brother that was born on the same day as me. Not the same year, same day. Wow. Yeah, I would assume not the same year. <laughs> <laughs> he had very old parents. <laughs> <laughs> but his brother did stuff too, but he doesn't have a song. So we're not talking about that. <laughs> Technically, he's Polish. If you were to, he was born in Prussia, another part of Poland. Oh. So, this song, when it first came out, I listened to it a bazillion times. Even just like that 10 second clip that I sent you, that yeah. leak from the history video. Yes. This is the song that has my favorite drums. The It's like a waltz, punk type beat. I remember he was, oh, Joachim was explaining it. It is a fun freaking song. I mean, this song just, yeah, especially the history great. version, because it goes right in, doesn't do the little harpsichord thing. It just comes right in. It seems like it's only a minute. <laughs> it's, it's like three and a half, and it seems like it's only a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh my god, I love the words, how they flow. Man and machine, nothing ever changed. Flying circus and the ramp to Prussia. Mm. The is all the way to Russia. Russia. There's no fire. Oh, uh, yeah, like the pre chorus. Yeah. And then the chorus is. I don't know, this probably has to be the best song in the album. never so die. Zion higher, king of the sky. Like, I can listen to this song. Like, five it's times in a row. It's too fast to high. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we're <laughs> just keep going. I, I just can't stop myself. It's so Let's never die. So I'll give this one. I'm going to do that uh, Meltzer wrestling guy. I'm going to just break the star skill. I'm going to give it a 10. Wow. It's so good, dude. It is It is very good. I'd give it a 10. I ain't breaking up scales here. <laughs> you follow the rules. I follow the rules. Wow. I love that freaking Bach part, too. Apparently, that's Eagle Team playing it. But, uh, bang, <laughs> I think too, like not only is it, it's just different from a lot of the other songs too, like just that the intro and then the drums, like it just it's more it stands out. Yeah. Oh, I like it a lot. That's really <clears> good. <throat> the next song, the Great War. Yep. But the war in general, well, specifically the Battle of Passion. They actually, uh, fun fact in the song. 
they throw back to another song they had about passion to no yes. a mile. So yes, they do say that in the song. They do. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that old passion Dale, There's a bunch of them. <laughs> Went on for a while. It was muddy. It sucked. Uh, it, it, probably it one of the worst experiences in human history. Except maybe for another one that's a little farther down on the list. Yeah. Uh, this song at first, I didn't like. Uh, not that I didn't like, but I don't know when because it, it was. They had Fields of Verdun, that was the first single, and then they had Red Baron. Red yeah. Baron was better than Fields of Verdun. Fields of Verdun was sick. And then even before yes. that, they had Bismarck, which we might be again. It's not even part of the stuff part. Can't say it. But <laughs> I don't know. As a third, it kind of disappointed me. Like, especially when I listened to the rest of it. Like, 82nd All the Way was the fourth single. I think it should have been third, but. As time got, has gone on, especially with that sweet bridge and the chorus, the yeah, I feel like as a it's fine. Like I would have gave it a six before, but now I'm, pro- I'm leaning towards like a seven, maybe eight, because I actually do like it a lot now. But I feel like live, this m- might be the best live song from the album. Song's fantastic. Like I feel like a lot. Like I like it. Better than I did, but I feel like live this song would probably be the most because I don't know. I just feel like the the vibe, especially the chorus. Yeah, the, the chorus is hype. Yeah, like it isn't it, it, it's da, one of those da, big live festivals. Shoot it, like especially that part where it's like and they do the drums and like that quick fire solo. Yes, like live they shoot like some flame rocket things. Like I feel like I can sing like too many times. I feel live the song. Would be probably a ten, yeah. But I'll give it an eight <laughs> on the album. I gotta give it a solid nine and a half. Nine and a half, really? Yeah, I, I like this song a lot. So I was I was super. I, I won't lie. I was pretty disappointed when I first heard it. Really, man. This was one of the. This is one of my favorites right off the bat. Really, I don't know, uh, Baron. I was like, man, this song is so much not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. When you, I guess when you look at it that way, yeah. Red Baron is definitely like Fields of Redone is awesome. Red Fields of Redone is fantastic. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> but I like it a lot now. Oh, I do like it now. Eight out of ten, you're at nine and a half. Look at you, big boy. So number eight, A Ghost in the Trenches, which is about Francis Pegamagabo, a Canadian who had the highest kill count of any sniper in World War One. Fun fact. Some would say he's a ghost in the trenches. Oh, what a guy. He um, he was almost some would like um, people would say like he was almost, was almost like supernatural like the way he moved in the, on the field like he would just do stuff he would just be there and then not be there like near the end of the war he kind of got like PTSD or shell shock what they call it at the time but he got a, a little. Uh, fed up with it, but it was almost, like, fun for him, I guess, like, if you read the reports at first, like, he would do a thing, he used to just sneak into the German lines and cut a piece off of their uniform, and then not kill anyone, just run back and be like, <laughs> like, he was just doing that type of shit, like, that's strange, yeah, isn't it, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous, right, so this guy was just out there like a ghost, the song, right, 
Yeah. But uh, eventually it caught up to him, but he you know, killed a lot of people. He did a lot of crazy stuff, and then he became an advocate for Native American rights in Canada. Wow. Canadian hero. Yeah, technically he didn't have citizenship because at the time we were pieces of crap. And I mean, we still kind of are to our Native Americans, but uh, yeah, he wasn't even a citizen in his own country that he was here personally. Wow. So, yeah. Thank you for that. This is another favorite of mine in the uh, album. Yeah. Especially uh, near the end when he uh, says his name, when he sings it, just the way he says it, he's like, bang, I'm a guy. <laughs> I like that, but I love the way. <laughs> like I sing that part all the time at work. Yeah, just that part. Just the way he says it. I don't know why he just says it so funny. <laughs> I don't know if I remember it being that funny. But oh, no, it's great. But I love the song. This is probably in, I don't know if I'd say ten, but it's a, a nine for sure. Yeah. I'll give it a 10. I, I gotta give it a 9.5 as well. It's good. It's like, oh, I can't give it a 9.5. I have to give it a 10. Luke. I can't give it a 10. 9.5. I didn't like it as much as 7 Pillars of Wisdom, so I can't give it a 10. <laughs> Ah, uh, do I like it? Ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's good, though. Uh, Fields of Verdun is next at number nine. Yeah, it's about the Battle of Verdun. Imagine. At the time, before a fun little battle called Stalingrad came along, uh, it was the bloodiest battle in human history, and arguably the least fun place to be in human history, I would argue. <laughs> Because that place was not good. No. <laughs> it was quite a mess. Eventually, like France, they started cycling people out because people were just getting so worn down. But if you you can find old footage of people that have shell shock from that battle, and like there's like this one that I saw that it's awful. Like they uh, this guy's sitting in a chair and he just looks. He doesn't even look like he's there. Like, his eyes, he's spaced out. And then they bring him his little, like, his cap that he used to wear on the field. And, like, his eyes get right big, and he's terrified of it. It's like putting, like, a rattlesnake up to someone's face. Like, it's awful. He's just, like, starts shaking, and he backs up, and he walks weird because of, the, like, the PTSD, a shell shock kind of deal. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's rough to watch. And, I mean, the mud, the rats, the lice, the just constant shells. Friggin' oh, the fire, the heat, the smell, like Passchendaele. Yeah, I don't know which place would suck more, Verdun or Passchendaele. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be at either one. Nope. But ooh, and uh, background of the battle. So there's a lot of speculation of what was trying to be done at this battle. So the Germans were like. They argue what they wanted to do was just like set up like a meat grinder and just bleed France white was the words. And they just wanted to kill as many people as possible. They didn't really want to take anything. They were just like, we're going to go here. They won't let us have this place because it's historically significant. And we can just prop here and just set up all this crap and just kill and kill and kill. The problem was uh, they went 
their initial assault went too well, and they got farther than they were supposed to. And France came in, and obviously they were going to defend it and stuff. And uh, it came like a, a chess match between. If I want to, I don't want to screw up the generals because I'm an idiot, but I want to say uh, it was von Menstein and the Lion of Verdun from France, Joseph Joffre. Von Falkenheim was the main guy. I was thinking it was either Falkenheim or the other guy that I see. Who does he? Uh, yeah. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah. Lots, uh... Lots of death. Nine months, three weeks, six days. Ended in French victory. Yep. Yep. The song, first song that came out, (coughs) I liked it a lot. It was, uh, well, I mean, again, Bismarck came out right before it. And I was like, mm, it's not as good as Bismarck. <laughs> Bismarck nope. was a jam. Or did it come, no, but did Bismarck come out after? Uh, I think Bismarck came out first. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, I give the song a nine. I love the song. Um, Fields of It's one of my favorite songs to sing. No, it man, might be my favorite song to sing along to. Like, I put a yeah. lot of. Like, oh, energy man. and effort. When I sing the song out loud. I go ham on this song when it comes on in the car. I'm, like, in the kitchen. I do, like, the stomp thing that he does. Yeah. Pumping my fist. I'm just giving it. Absolutely. It just doesn't end. It's 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 almost like, the, well, it's three minutes long. It's very short. But just, like, the, uh, just, like, how the song hits you. It just feels constant. And it's kind of reminiscent of the battle, which I don't know. If it must be. Intense. Well, no, because they write the music first, but. I don't know. I I feel like it's it's kind of interesting how it just feels like, it, especially at the when they're singing it at the end, where they do like feels ever done the banners have begun like it it doesn't really give it a break in the vocals, which kind of makes me think of like the artillery and like how Verdun was. I don't know again if that was intentional or not, but I kind of put that together, and I enjoy it again. I could I just could be putting it up in my own head, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But oh, I like uh, the song just hits and just, just and then it ends and you're just like holy shit. <laughs> Nine out of ten. I won't give it a ten, just because I, I think eighty second, seven pillars, and red baron are a little better. But uh, yeah, I'll give it a nine. I, I would I would be there with the nine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. it's good. So the next one and the last oh song quote unquote is the end of the war to end all wars. Which we touched on. Yeah. Not exactly true. <laughs> nope. We blew that. So that's just, just about World War One in general. I like this song, but for whatever reason, I I can't retain it. I don't know. I can never remember any of the words to the song. Yeah. I, do, I don't know. And as a, I know that part, but I think why, and I think it's because I have the history edition. Mm-hmm. The history edition, when they're narrating the beginning, and then it goes into like a, I don't know if the actual version does it, but the, do they have like the violin at the beginning? I honestly can't remember the song. I know, right? <laughs> but it has um, like this like violin and this like slow piano, and it sounds right nice, and it's like, which I like, but I don't know, it just, I like the slower part of it better, of the history narration edition. Right. And I kind of would have wished they would have stuck with this type of song, like at War to End All War, 
they kind of do it at the end with Flanders Fields, but I, I think it the album should have ended with like a slower, like melodic-y type song. And it kind of does, but then it doesn't because the actual song kicks in and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Like it has the... Da, 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 na, 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 na. And like, right. it's a sweet song, but it's unrememberable and I just... I think it should have ended different. <laughs> is my only problem with it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is probably my least favorite. I wouldn't even say that. I like the song better than Devil Dogs, but I just... I just don't remember it ever. <laughs> like, I just don't even, yeah, I don't even, I don't think I remember it enough to even put it on a list. Yeah, like when we were like, oh, let's talk about the Sabaton album. Like, yeah, I'm like, I pretty much have everything for every song. Then I'm like, what's up? I don't even remember this song. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Like, I'd give it probably a 7 out of 10. Yeah. It's a good song, but I just, for whatever reason, I I, I don't know. There's a bit of a disconnect with it at the end. I think I do like how they did the In Flanders Fields thing, and it's all like slow and melodic. Yeah, but I think kind of scared me at first when I heard it. Yeah, it's a little eerie, which is I yeah. Uh, I I just think it. I think that it. If you hear that part at the beginning with the the piano and the violin and stuff, I think the song should have been that way. This is my only thing. more melodic. <laughs> yeah, because I like that, and then it goes into the song, which I like, but I like the beginning part better. This <laughs> is the problem I have. Right. And then we have the In Flanders Fields, which is the poem by John McRae, but with this they have it sung with a choir with some music in the back. Very eerie. Very good. I was kind of, when I saw it, I, did, I thought it would be an actual song called this, but... That's what I figured, too. That's why it kind of scared me at first. I was like, "When does the what does the song start?" <laughs> at first, I was disappointed because I thought I was going to get what I wanted—a a song to end slow. I thought it'd be like an original song, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of wish they would have just done a song instead, called them Flanders Fields." But right after I've listened to it a couple times through, I, it's the perfect way to end it. Really, it's it's a real good. Yeah, yeah. Like, how else were you going to end it? Like, there you go, yeah. Flanders Fields. That's the that's one of the most famous things from the First World War. In war yeah. in general. It's become an icon poem by yeah. Canadian John McRae. Something that's still like uh, quoted all the time. I have it on a t-shirt. Yeah. I have a t-shirt from Ranger Up, which is like a clothing company by like Special Forces guy. And it's like a Remembrance Day shirt. And it has like paratroopers, but their parachutes are poppies. And on the back it has uh, the poem. Oh, nice. I'm too fat for it because I'll eat his pizza now, but <laughs> sweet shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was super happy with the album. I listened to it all the way through at least once a day, probably. Because it's relatively short. The From front to back, it's 38 minutes. Like, I, I can listen yeah. to it in almost my whole lunch break. Yeah, it's real short. But it hits and it's good. I can get through, like, almost all the songs by like, the time I get to work. So, on the little page where I had the track listing, the Metal Hammer, somebody gave it a four out of five stars. I hate five star ratings. It's got to be at least ten, bitch. <laughs> Three of five. He preferred the history edition, the guy that rated it, which I 100% agree. Three out of five, though, that means it's six out of ten. You're an idiot. 
Yeah, that's uh, if you were gonna give the full album out of ten, what would you give it? Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah, I'd have to give it maybe a half. Yeah, I I give it a nine and a half because there's a couple little things that I would have liked different, but nothing's perfect. I it's very hard to give something a perfect rating. There's only one album I'll give a perfect rating ever. So, Queen's Rag Operation Minecraft. Yeah. Favorite album of all time. Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. It's quite known. Um, we, on the Jive, we do yearly awards. And they, we have sport awards for sport, movies, games, music. There's a little bit of category and everything because I'm a crazy person. I get uh, my head in all these different things. The Jivvies, baby. The Jivvies. We're te- they used to be the Wolfies back in the day. Yeah. But we just changed the name and kept the legacy. <laughs> <coughs> so we do album of the year. Uh, 2009, I, first album was uh, I the Mask by In Flames. I really like that album. But when I saw, when I knew Sabaton was coming out with an album in 2019, I got these guys penciled in for album of the year before I even heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so Definitely a contender. <laughs> we will see. But, uh, yeah, she's there. It's gonna be hard to beat, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, for you, it's even more, uh, more special because of the, uh, it's everything I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all my music is about. It's all you want, isn't it? But that's the the Great War. Go listen yeah. to it. If you haven't listened to it yet, get out of my face. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Easy. Spotify, nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Craig and Mel signing off, bruh. Bye-bye.